I've learned so much through my own journey. And like one thing that struck me is like, I looked through my feed and I realized like there's so many people who have like, not my own personal feed, but like looking through Instagram, like there's so many people who have fake success and you're like, okay, but if you're telling me how successful you are now, the day that you actually get that success, what like you're not going to be happy because you already have this like larger than life persona so like it's okay to be like i'm at square one hi i'm caitlin pyatt owner of authentic branding and marketing where i work with female entrepreneurs to brand market and grow their small businesses i'm your host for this podcast startup marketing i'm a mom of three and entrepreneur so if you ever hear little kids in the background it's just my life trying to make this all work while i build a business I worked as a corporate marketer for over 12 years where I focused on marketing and branding strategy along with marketing management. Often, I heard small business owners say they weren't doing any marketing because they couldn't afford to outsource it to an agency and they didn't know how to do it themselves. When I started my business, I knew I could take my expertise and my experience to help women thrive by teaching them how to create strategic marketing plans they could feel confident about and show them the tools to make managing their marketing easy and efficient. So if you're an entrepreneur out there who's Googling how to brand and market your business, you've come to the right place. The goal of Startup Marketing is to make all of my marketing knowledge accessible and actionable so you can take it and level up your business. I'm a huge marketing nerd and I'm passionate about sharing everything I know with you. This podcast is genuinely one of my favorite things to create. So get ready to learn about all things marketing. Hey, and welcome to the latest episode of Startup Marketing. Today, my friend Erica Cochran is our guest. She's a fellow marketing nerd like I am and has a pretty impressive background. We met through one of my favorite networks, Hey Mama, when we joined an informal little mastermind group that has been so refreshing and good for my soul these past few months. She has a genuinely touching story and it's so fun to talk to her. So much fun, in fact, that we basically didn't follow any of the questions we'd prepared to cover, but instead had a really honest conversation about marketing, mom life, and being an entrepreneur. After seven years building a career for herself in the corporate marketing world, running marketing departments, and focusing on growth, expansion, social media, and branding, Erica Cochran went off on her own this past year and launched Aurora Active. Aurora Active is an eco-friendly activewear line on a mission to give back to the community with every purchase. Realizing that life Realizing that an active lifestyle goes further than just hours logged in the gym, Aurora Active sets itself apart as a brand dedicated to also being very active in your community. Erica is a mom and wife and wears the badge mompreneur proudly as she tries to drug- as she tries to juggle it all day to day. Very good. Hi, Erica, and welcome to Startup Marketing. I'm so excited to have you here today. Ah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on. Yes. But- those people who don't know, I met Erica through Hey Mama, which I talk about all the time. Fantastic network. Um, and she has a lot of really, really exciting things going on and is a really super smart marketer as well. So I love talking to marketers and I love hearing about her business story. So with that, tell us a little bit about your background and what it is you do. 
Okay, so my background has like little to do with what I do now. Um, I have a marketing background. I was in marketing for about seven years prior to going out on my own. Um, and I fell into after college. So during college, I was doing sports marketing research, which sounds very, very exciting, but it really wasn't. It was like drawing boxes on um, frames over and over again. Um, and then after college, I decided I lived in Michigan and Detroit area. I decided I wanted to go somewhere warm. So I applied all over Florida and got a job in um, the real estate realm in Orlando to be a marketing coordinator. So I came down to Orlando with my son. It was just the two of us. We didn't know anybody and um, started my career down here. And I kind of just fell into real estate. Um, it was an insurance company and you wouldn't think insurance and marketing is, would be fun, but we somehow made it about events and networking. And from there I was able to grow a network and meet people. And from there I got recruited to my previous job that I held before I went off on my own. Um, so I was a CMO of a title company. And again, you wouldn't think that title insurance and marketing would go together, but we again made it about social media. We made it about the experience and we really focused on social media as a way to grow the business. So it was very, very marketing heavy handed. And then I taught marketing and branding. I did marketing and branding one-on-ones with people, um, specifically realtors. I'd help them grow their business. I created some logos and kind of fell into real realizing that I love helping people with their marketing more than I like um, sitting there and controlling <laughs> one person's marketing. So um, you would think that I would say that I started a marketing company, but I didn't. <laughs> um, so, all right, I guess, so my journey kind of starts with the personal story, as you know, so I guess I'll just share that. Yeah. Um, so my, I got married. I found my husband down here in Florida. Um, we got married and then we started trying for a baby and it wasn't happening at first, which is very, very discouraging. And I was like, we're broken. Something's wrong. And then on a fluke, we got pregnant, but we got triple pregnant. So it was natural triplets. And that was so exciting. And we were just like in awe of what was happening. Um, and we had them all three of them for 15 beautiful weeks. And then at the 15 mark, so like after we were cleared and the doctors had really given us high hopes that like all three would be healthy. It didn't seem like anything was super wrong. I mean, it's a very high risk pregnancy. Um, we lost babies. So when you have triplets, they on one ultrasound picture, they don't really have to name the baby because you know it's a baby, but when you have multiples, they name them for you. So we had babies A, B, and C and A and B were twin, were like more like twins. And then it was like a fraternal twin to the, or triplet to the side. So um, A and B we lost, unfortunately, at 15 weeks, which was really, really, really difficult, um, especially because when you talk about miscarriage normally, and I'm sorry, I always feel like such a bummer when I bring up that word. <laughs> Don't apologize. <laughs> When you normally have, when you go through that, it's normally like you lost the pregnancy, but we didn't lose the pregnancy. We lost two babies from our three babies. So like, how do you grieve something so big and so like heartbreaking, but then also you have to be so excited because you have a baby coming. And so it, we took a couple of weeks, like me, I took a really, really, really hard. And it took a couple of weeks of just like devastation. And then I slowly started to like mentally pull myself out of that spot. And, um, I found like, I started working out, like not to like vanity workout, but just like, I got on a little cycle, bike, I put on my Peloton app and just like started doing that and like cycling like 30 minutes in the morning. And it was more like meditation. Like it was a way to kind of like mm -hmm. ground myself and grow. And just from there, I found like a lot of relief and I, um, my husband and I are in the same industry and we, I've been in this industry now for five years. 
um, I'm a big talker, so I like to introduce myself to people. So, um, and we have big social media networks. So between the two of us, it felt like every single person in the industry knew that we were having triplets is what it felt like. So we had to untell all these people because when you're pregnant, like you'll tell people, but when you're pregnant with triplets, you're like, we're having three babies. Like, oh, by the way, I'm four people right now. Like it was like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we go to the restaurant. My husband was like, we need a table for seven. She's four people. <laughs> the waitress was like, what? And like, you know, it was just really like exciting to tell. So we had to untell and we had to do that very publicly because we had, I use social media and we'll talk about this more. I know you had some questions about social media, but I've used social media as a way to express myself and like really as more of a journal for years since I had my son very young. So I journaled like everything that we were going through and whatnot. So I'm used to being very open and very personal with um, my following. So I was very like brought everybody into like the triplets and like there was a lot of like car sickness, like in traffic showing people like, you know what, what it's really oh like. Um, so we had to untell them, which was not easy. Um, but through that, I connected with all these women who had gone through the same thing that were my friends that I never would have known had I not said, like, I had to shout from the rooftop, like we had a double miscarriage. Um, and then all these people, like I formed a little group on Facebook and like 65 people, they were all, you had to be friends with me to join 65 people joined it. And I was like, how do I have this many friends who've gone through a such an, it's like similar shared experience that I've never even knew they would have gone through that. Mm-hmm. So that mixed with the working out, which kind of helped me get into good mental space, um, brought me to, we had Aurora is her name. Um, and we had her at like the first day of lockdown in the pandemic. Um, so in March and, um, so I was like, well, I've got three months before I go back to work. The world will be better by then. And it wasn't like at all. So, um, we had so much anxiety and paranoia because the whole pregnancy, we were worried we were going to lose Aurora. And, um, so going back to work for me, just like, it made no sense. I was like, I don't want her in a daycare. I, I, I can't work from home and do my job because it was so demanding. Um, so I just kind of like, was like, all right, I don't know what to do with my life. And I was like, should I start a marketing company? And like, um, I love marketing and I love working with people, but I realized like, I hate the pressure of having to like perform for somebody else. Does that make sense? Like, um, it's, it's, it's so much pressure. And like, it is when you're creative, um, it takes so much out of you. So if you're giving all of your best ideas always to somebody else, sometimes it can be like very draining. Um, and I think that that happens a lot with creatives is like, it, like it's so much brain power. Like if you feel so exhausted, um, So anyways, all that was such a long story. Sorry, but all I have to say as um, I was sitting there like pretty much on my living room floor having a quarter life crisis, freaking out, like, (laughs) what do I do? Like I put so much stock into my career as well, because like I said, I had my son when I was very, very young. So like to me proving myself that like I wasn't a statistic was so important. So I was like, what do I do if I don't have this title? Am I even going to be the same person when I wake up tomorrow and I leave my job? Um, And so, and I wanted to do something and through the experience that we had, with Aurora and everything, I was like, I need to do something that like makes me feel good. Like I'm doing something good for the community, something good for the world. It needs to like really align with like how much I'd like personally grown through the experience. And I wanted to do something also that would like let people know that it's okay to have a miscarriage. Like it's okay. You're not broken and your body's not broken. So I kind of have this like mental breakthrough where I realized like I was working out in the beginning because I was so mad at my body and I was like, you need to lose weight. You need to do this. You need like, we wouldn't have lost the babies had I been like skinny or, you know, all these crazy things that you think. 
And then through my journey, um, and one thing that I love about Peloton is like, they don't talk about getting skinny. They're like, you're not getting small, you're getting strong. And like that kind of like wiring really helped me realize like my body is so strong. I'm so capable. Like I'm not the reason why we lost them. And like, it kind of like made me realize, like, especially in isolation, like that quarantine, those three months made me realize like, there's nothing wrong with me. (laughs) Like, so I was like, what can I do to the world that would like allow me to have time to volunteer and give back and also would show people that like your body is not broken and you are fine. You don't need to work out. If you want to work out, that's totally fine. But like, if you get your joy from not (laughs) stressing over the scale, then like, there's nothing wrong with that either. So um, my living room floor, Aurora Active was born. And um, my slogan was, is um, active lifestyle plus actively giving back. Because to be really active, it's not like people think like going to the gym, but it's also like really being intentional with your time and like making sure you're there with your family, you're there with yourself, having that self-care, you're being active in so many different ways. Like the grocery store is, that's a whole other thing. Like you have to run down all the aisles. Like that's an active lifestyle too. Like chasing kids is an active lifestyle. And then also to like be well-rounded, you have to give back. So um, I give back to the community by, I volunteer for a bunch of stuff because most of these small little non profits don't have a marketing like CMO there to help. So I'm like, Hey, here's how you use Instagram and also donating back through proceeds. Um, but I'm a small company, so I don't have thousands of dollars to give away. So I hope one day I'm at that point where I can just sign checks for a million dollars and, you know, feel good. But right now, so it's like giving time and giving, um, time and money and doing it all together. So, but the reason why I brought up um, how they name them on ultrasound is that Aurora is, her name mean is symbolic. Her initials are ABC. So, um, so that she could carry the twi- the triplets with her all the time. So that's why I named the line Aurora Active because it was like my way of like paying yeah. like respect and like, you know, doing something in their memory of like, you know, Aurora is always going to be that symbol to me of like hope and being okay and getting through something really tough. And her name is always going to mean ABC. So yeah. I gave it to the line as well to kind of have a full circle moment there. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Your story, like, it makes me like choke up a little bit every time you, so now I'm like, I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 don't. It's just that I think is like, it's just so powerful and like not to, this is, and this is always a fine line. This is, this is going to be a random tangent. Um, it's always a fine line. I think between like hearing you tell your story and then saying like, that's why it's really like important to have a story and like, you know, like find your purpose and understand your why behind it. You know, everybody is kind of very is like in terms of like the kind of the sliding scale of emotion of like the why behind it, you know, like yours was born out of like this really difficult time, you know, other people's might be born out of a lot of joy. And, and I almost like hate myself for saying that in some ways, because I feel like it's always just like this fine line when you're talking about building a brand and you're talking about somebody's like personal story and why that you don't want to feel like you're, you're exploiting it. But so like, I, you know, like I hate to even just like piggyback off your story and be like, and that's why it's really important. But it, it is so, it is so impactful to kind of like hear you talk about it. And I've heard you tell your story like a number of times over the course of, I don't even know how long we've like the past several months since we met and every single time it's still like, 
I, nobody can see me, so I don't know why I'm like using my hand gestures, <laughs> but I'm like fanning my face, you know, it just makes me like tear up a little bit. And it's just, so, it's just so impactful. And then like the way you've chosen to kind of like come out of it and like how you've chosen to like move, um, move forward with it, but still like honor it is just very, I love everything about it. So. Oh, thank you. I I still feel like a mess when I like talk about it because there's so many like layers to of why I'm doing what I'm doing. So I'm like, and then this and this. So thank you for <laughs> my like 55 different segues. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, that's just, it is what it is. Like you can't, <laughs> sometimes, I mean, stories and your, and like your motivation can, can be a little bit messy and a little bit chaotic. And I think that just adds to it. So, um, so you've got, you've actually got two things going right now. You have Erica on brand, which is the like marketing, um, Instagram channel that you run, where you talk about, you, you talk a lot about like your journey with Aurora active, but you also like do little, um, lives, not little, but you do like these lunchtime lives and things like that, where you talk about kind of marketing and people's experience. Um, and your, your story behind, I don't know if you remember telling, I don't know if you told our little like, Hey mama group this, or when you said it, but you were like, I started Erica on brands so that like people stopped asking me to join multi-level marketing things while you are building Aurora Active because people like saw that you left and they were like, oh, clearly she needs like some income. Okay. Can we talk about that for just one second? So, okay. So Erica Ombran actually was the Instagram that I had for work. So Oh, okay. I used it for years. Um, so it was like, I had built up like a decent following because I'd used it for years to like promote. And like, I was at all these events and anytime I met someone in the industry, it was like my own little, like, I hate, I don't like LinkedIn. Um, I know hate is a strong word, but like, I guess I just, it wasn't like my, I feel like we're Facebook and Instagram people like LinkedIn's never going to be my jam. So I use my Instagram more of like LinkedIn. And then um, when I changed, um, jobs, I kept it. Um, there was a Facebook that I started and my first job, I got burned because I was running it and had grown it like really big and had all these friends and all, like, basically it was like my whole business network. And when I left, I had to leave it there and then I had to start my own. <laughs> so after that, I was like, okay, I'm keeping everything on like an Instagram that I own. That's mine. Um, so after I left the corporate world, I was like, well, what the heck do I do with this now? Um, and that's kind of like, I've just kind of kept it as like, it's always been business focused, but then also had my personal life on it as well. So my audience was kind of used to seeing me do that, but it kind of changed a lot more once I went off on my own. Um, but so I was like the CMO and um, I was very, very into my job. And I don't think anybody ever would have thought that I would have ever left. And under normal circumstances, I, they're right. I wouldn't have, like, I loved everything about it. Um, and so I was like, I made this video as a joke, like my first day of like, I'm a stay at home mom. And I knew I was going to do something else. Like I knew that it wasn't realistic for me to be a stay at home mom just right. because I can't sit still. And I love marketing so much, but I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do yet. And I didn't want to announce it. So I did this video and I pretended it was a job interview with my baby, but you didn't know it was my baby at first. So it was like my first day on the job. And I like did all this funny stuff about like, 
oh, I can have lunch, but only if you say so, but also not when you say that. And like, you're going to come on vacation with me. And it was like the silly like thing. And I was like, I'm a stay at home mom. And I took, I used a couple like hashtags, like stay at home mom. And then I changed my profile from like CMO to stay at home mom. And all these people who had never followed me before. And like, even if you went back one post, you would have seen that I had a like a career of not just like a random, like, I don't need, like, I don't need money. I'm sorry, but like, I don't <laughs> need to like, let me breathe. I just, I provided for my family. I was the sole provider for so many years before I got married. Like I did my part. I'm allowed to take a step back. We're in the middle of a pandemic and I cannot make money for a while. It's okay. Like I'll, we'll be okay. You know? Um, and like these people out of nowhere would just cold DM me and be like, have you ever thought about making money on your phone? I was like, yeah, I did that for seven years. Like I'm good. I'm good why I get so fired up and why I get so turned off by it is because as a marketer, I know that you can't, you're going to hit that plateau and you're not going to be able to go past that point because there are restrictions that multi-level marketing companies put on you, such as email list building and running ads and things like that. And quite frankly, there are restrictions that platforms like Facebook, like um, email marketing platform put on multi-level marketers because they do sometimes prey on or often prey on people who, um, you know, are kind of in that vulnerable spot and they, they maybe don't, aren't always up front. Um, and it can become very spammy because some, sometimes that is the tactic that they use. And and I don't want to sound like I'm hating on it, but it makes me angry because I know that like it, it makes me worry that people are being taken advantage of. And when those, when there are people that like I care about and stuff like that, I'm just like, man, I, I don't want to like dash your hopes or like make you feel like bad about it. But also like, I am genuinely concerned because you're going to hit that point. As a marketer, I can tell you, you're going to hit a point where like you can't grow anymore because you're not allowed to do certain things that are like foundational best practices in marketing. Yeah. And I don't want to hate on either because I do know and I respect there's a few people who like really hustle on my feet and they do really well. And I totally respect it. And I like their marketing approach. They've never been like overly like assertive with it. Like they're really good and that's why they do so well. But like, it also makes me cringe and want to like get get rid of social media because I'll see so many people start and like I could point out right now five things that you're doing wrong but like where do I draw the line of like helping every single person who tries to get into sales on my feed for free of like please don't use images that don't belong to you because that's not your kitchen and that's not your coffee mug and you don't wake up at that time and you don't do this and that's not like you're lying and you just you have a script that you're copying for your all of your social media and you're just blindly putting on your feed and you're getting people to think that like you lost a bunch of weight from this, but you did not or that you get all this energy from this, but you don't even use the product because you're using someone else's image. And it's so not authentic. And that's the complete opposite of like what marketing is built on. It's built on making an authentic connection with somebody, but then it's like, where do you draw the line and like cold DMing your friends back and being like, Hey, I noticed you did this and this and this. If you just changed it to this and this and this, it would do much better. But like, I don't have time to be everybody's like free marketing. Yeah. And like, does that make sense? I don't know if that's bad, oh, but for sure. Like, for sure. I've noticed a huge trend of is like having like copy 
word for word someone else's post like but I've seen this post four times this morning from four different people and it's all the same picture so like yeah you know. anyways I, okay. <laughs> so and and if you're listening like um multi-level marketing I have noticed is not the only one that has kind of like hopped on this trend I see a ton of coaches doing this now and it, uh, this is honestly probably like the fifth episode that I've mentioned <laughs> this, like I see it a lot on Instagram too, especially like in the coaching realm where it's not quite as cookie cutter as like that multi-level marketing stuff, but it is very much the same formula of like really beautiful, like inner photography in a really nice, you know, perfectly clean house and, and all of this stuff. And you know, you're kind of saying the same things and it's just selling this idea. And a lot of times they're like, you know, my, how I grew my email list by 3000 people on the first day. Well, what they didn't tell you is that they spent like two or three years hustling and grinding and really putting in the hard work to get from zero to 250 people or whatever it is, you know, or like, I made a million dollars my first year as a coach. And it's like, and if you sign up, I can teach you this like replica framework that if you just, you know, the templates are already made, the prompts are already there. If you just sign up, you too can make a million dollars. And I'm just like, oh, it's not true. It's not true. The one that got me was I got targeted for how I built my business without running any Facebook ads from a Facebook ad. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, and if they got called out so fast, they're like, says the Facebook ad, like what? I, I, the other thing that's driving me crazy with like all these MLMs and then even the coaching and like, and like, it's great. Like people really are trying to battle themselves and like coaching is great. And I, and, and manifesting and all this stuff is really, really good, you know, for your own personal growth and whatnot. But like, when did we replace like making, getting the six figures to like becoming a millionaire? Like everybody now is claiming like they're like a million dollars is a lot of money. Like, can we just admit that? Like if you make 200,000 or $300,000 a year doing whatever it is you're doing, people would be super impressed. Right. Why does it always have to go like, I made six figures last year, but this year I made seven. How, what job lets you <laughs> jump that much in one year? Like I know realtors who sell like million dollar homes who don't like, but you're doing that from like a $20 shake. Like, I just, I don't know why we have to like keep making people have such impossible standards. Can't we just preach like six figures is good. Right. Like, can't we just be like, and even if you're not to six figures, maybe right. like <laughs> maybe you've only got five and that's right. okay too. Like everybody, everybody starts somewhere. You're hitting on like one of the things that I am, am really passionate about too, is just like normalizing the journey. Like, yes. You rarely jump from like nothing to six figures to seven figures. There is a lot of work, whether you're building your email list, whether you're building your Instagram following, or you're putting money in the bank, like you're starting some, you're starting at zero. Let's all just be honest and, and acknowledge that we're starting at zero and there's a lot of hard work and like blood, sweat and tears that goes into getting you to the point where like, then you are able to put something out and you do see that big leap. Yeah. But it's I not was... like, it's not immediate. 
we're not all, we're not all unicorns and like marketing is a skill and there is science and there is strategy and creativity that go into it. But also like, we're not, not all marketing is not all marketing people are unicorns like and not every coach is a unicorn that like comes along and can teach you how to replicate and do the exact same thing and it's and quite frankly I don't want to teach you like the exact you know I can tell you how I built my business and show you the things that work really well for me but I want you to take what I know and adapt it to a way that feels authentic for you because that's what's going to like get you from you know point a to b and b to c and it is what's going to propel you you can't just replicate and pretend to be me because i'm i'm i attract people because of me you're going to attract people because of you so yes 100 percent. it's something that's been driving me nuts um because like when you start a business like i took all of my savings like my own personal savings and dumped it all into this like all of it. So then there was like a day when my bank account went from like having money to zero. And then it was like a long wait because that was like to get production going and like to get the product. So like there was months before I even was able to ever try and make a dollar because I had to wait for the production to be done. I had to wait for the inventory to get here. I had to put it all on the website, get it up and then sell, have that first sale. And even like that, like I've, I've learned so much through my own journey. And like, one thing that struck me is like, I looked through my feed and I realized like, there's so many people who have like, not my own personal feed, but like looking through Instagram, like there's so many people who have fake success and you're like, okay, but if you're telling me how successful you are now, the day that you actually get that success, what, like, you're not going to be happy because you already have this like larger than life persona. So like, it's okay to be like, I'm at square one. I'm on a budget. Like I don't have money right now. Like my money, anything I've made has gone right back into it. So like, you know, I joke with like, my husband will go to Starbucks and he's like, he's like, I'm like, Oh, you got to pay. And he's like, why can't you just use your card? I'm like, I'm on a budget. He's like, it's the same bank account. I'm like, listen, your finance, financial situation, my financial situation, even though it's the same thing, like I'm on a budget. Like I understand, like you, you got this. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? like, just like, I just want to make sure that like, you know, appreciate, like it is a struggle at first, like no matter what, like your small business is going to not give you money right away. So like, just like, I closed like my personal bank account that I've had since I was 18 years old. And I just have like my business now on that side. And then of course we have like, you know, married stuff, but like for me personally, it was like a big, that was like a big day. That was like a couple weeks ago. I was like, I don't have any direct deposits coming in. All of my stuff is on my bank and my business. So I'm closing out like metaphorically closing out my personal, like this is gone now. And that was like, so weird. I'm like, I have a business account and this is like my business. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. just, like, but you, you look on Facebook all day long and you're like, Oh, you're a millionaire and you're a millionaire and you've done this much in sales. And I'm like, Ooh, maybe I'm not good at this, but you have to just take a step back and be like, you have to just grow at your own speed. Yeah, there's um, no faster way to find yourself a victim of imposter syndrome than <laughs> to scroll through Instagram and look at everybody else who's like, I'm amazing, I'm amazing. Like, you know, and some, and some people have genuinely have gotten there, but mm -hmm. there are a whole lot more that have not gotten there. And that's kind of the thing with marketing is that you're playing the long game. Like 
there's no silver bullet that just like propels you to instantaneous success that works every single time. And like, you know, I, I used to say this all the time to like the people at my job when I worked in, in the corporate world, you know, they'd come to me and they'd be like, we need, um, however many, we need 200 new loans today. So like, what can you do to get us 200 loans? And I was like, well, I can put together a strategy that I believe will get us 200 loans and will help you meet your revenue. But if I knew exactly how to get 200 loans and the value that you needed them, and like, I could just snap my fingers and do it, like, make no mistake, I'd be like running the world somewhere, you know, like, I wouldn't be here working for you. Like as nice as you are and as much as I enjoy you, it's just, you know, it's you, you have to experiment and you have to tweak things and change things and find what works for you. And like, you get to a point where like, you do have a lot of success, but if, if marketing were a silver bullet and I could just snap my fingers and get to a million dollars, like I would have done it by now. I wouldn't have spent a year hanging out pretending. Right. That I was building my business from nothing. So that's, I started like the series and it's, I've only done a few videos because I found out that like having kids in quarantine and everything is like, there's not a lot of time to like do things like that. In the perfect world, I'd have a new video every single week, but that's just not reality. Um, but I started the stay at home marketer because I was learning all these things quietly and I hadn't told anybody I was starting a business, but I realized that like, I saw so many like weird like videos of like marketing people or like coaches, like business coaches are like, if you want to do this, just hire somebody to do it. Like, and I actually asked somebody on clubhouse the other day and I was like, Oh, you know, like I don't have the budget to like bring on somebody like to outsource, like blah, blah, blah. Like I'm really busy. Blah, blah, blah. Like, well, the best thing I ever did was outsource, but like literally if you don't have the budget to outsource, how do you do these things? Like it's not realistic for the average person starting a small business to be like, well, just outsource your marketing. Marketing is expensive. But yeah. if I can make a video that's like, here's like three small things that you can do on your own right now that would like help you. So that's kind of where that video series came from. Cause I was like, that is the worst advice I've ever heard. Don't outsource. That's so fiscally irresponsible. If you don't have the money to like pay for a professional to do it, like you, you don't have the money. Like just, you're going to have to go on your own. Like, I don't know what to tell you, but like, you, so you, were, yes, you are hitting the nail on the head for like why I started this podcast, because it isn't easy to outsource in the beginning. And like, if you're Googling things, you know, you're Googling how to brand your business or market your business. And you're coming up with all of these, like, you know, all of these concepts and these ideas, like, I wanted to be able to break the concepts down and say like, here's how you, here's how I can make them accessible to you as somebody who has a lot of experience in them. And here's how you small business entrepreneur can take them and make them actionable for yourself. Like take the concepts and tweak them. Um, you know, I, I am a fan of, of outsourcing when I can, but it's all, you know, it is all based on your budget and your ability. When I was starting out, I didn't have, you know, I didn't have the money to outsource things that I really wanted to. There's stuff that I would still love to outsource that I'm only like, you know, I've maybe been able to outsource like a small little bit of it, like in an ideal world, 
and this is why I'm excited to talk to you. I, I don't love social media. I don't love being on it. I don't love doing all of the work. It's just not, it's just not my thing. It takes a lot of energy. And typically the things that I take a lot of energy sap away my creativity from the other things that I really love. And so I've started making a list of like the things that I do want to outsource. Social media is on my list of things. I'd love for somebody to be able to like take what I have and just like make it way more awesome than I have the like creative energy or desire to do. But I don't have the money to do that because like you said, marketing is expensive. Paying someone to do that is going to be expensive. So right now I pay like a really good friend of mine to just schedule my posts. That's it. Like, you know, and it's just, it's a little bit, but it takes, it takes enough off my plate, but you just have to be able to like prioritize. And so that's why, that's why I started this podcast is to be able to like tell people and explain like, here are these concepts, but also I guess my, my advice would be too, and I, cause this is the way I'm running it. Like I make a list, like here are the things that I hope I can outsource or that I do need to outsource. SEO is one of the things I tried for like four months to like do the SEO on my website and I was getting nowhere. It was how, and so, so I saved so that I could get to the point where I was like, okay, the very, the one thing I'm going to outsource is having somebody do the SEO on my website. But now like, that was it. That was my budget. <laughs> that was my outsource budget. And now I'm back to doing everything myself and that's fine. <laughs> it's I mean, one thing that I'm super excited. So like we've been quarantined and like I said, like we had Aurora and like think of the journey to get Aurora. And then we had Aurora like the first weekend. So I had Aurora on Friday and then Jaden was on um, spring break, my 10 year old. And then, well, now he's 11, but he was 10 at the time. And um, he was supposed to go back to school on Monday. So like in my head, I was like, okay, Jaden will be in school. Like I've got three months, Mike's going to get the office. And then like came to Monday and like, he didn't go back to school. He still is not back in school. Like he's still virtual. So like, I wasn't even a human yet. Like, so like, you know, it's like two days and he's like, how do I do this? And I was like, you're going to be, you're going to just miss a week. Like I have a journey to leave. I don't know how to do this stuff. Right. Like, cried so much at that very beginning because like it was, it was a struggle. So like, it's still a struggle too. Like just one thing I cannot wait is like to put have him back in school and have her in daycare like one or two days a week just so I can focus because one of the things that I wish I could outsource is just like quiet like I just need quiet yeah. space yeah. to like think and it's like I have like a two minute window of like them being distracted before I can have to like leave my office you know yes so. no I can I can totally relate like I my son so we went back in person at the start of the school year um which came with like its own set of like challenges and stresses and worries. But it was nice to like have one child. And then we were able to like put our, our middle daughter um, in part-time and then like, you know, just, you know, it's been nine months and she just went back to full-time. Uh, and she only went back to full-time, honestly, because I, bartered with our daycare center and was like, Hey, um, I, I do marketing and you've been talking about needing marketing for a really long time. And so I'm bartering my services. My daughter is able to go back to daycare full time because I'm helping them do like a rebrand and then like 
running their marketing for them. <laughs> I did that all the time. Like, especially when I was, when I was a single mom with Jay, like the daycare centers were like, do you guys need any help? Like blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah. Yeah. No. And like, there's like, marketing is the best skill to have. I think as in a, if you're going to be in business, like be, go and get marketing because everybody needs it. And like, it's such a good, like barter. Like my friend and I do that all the time. I'm like, Oh, can you do this video? I'll do this for you. Like that. Like, you know, like oh, yeah. just go back and forth to like yeah. barter. I, I bartered, um, like back when I started building my business, I bartered with my hairstylist and like helped her do a bunch of stuff and got like free cuts and colors for several months. And I was like, this is fantastic. Like, you know, and I was getting like free product and things. Cause I was just like, here's the dollar value. And she'd be like, great, here's, you know, like I'll do your cut and color for you then this week and, or this month. And it was, it was perfect. So it, um, it all works out in a roundabout way, but, um, okay. I just need to regroup for a second. We've <laughs> got a ton of ground. I think we like answered. Um, I think we answered like everything except for the questions you had sent me. Cause we got really good. This is why we, we, we connect so well because we both have the same like passion and like the same things make us mad about the marketing world and yes, yeah. the kids, everything. So, okay. If there's anything my, if there's anything my listeners, you know what, I'm not even going to try to like steer. I do want to give Aurora active some, some time because I am super impressed with what you've been able to do with it. And I think there's going to be a lot of like golden nuggets. And I tell people this all the time, like when I, cause I think there's this illusion that like as marketers, it's like super easy to grow our businesses and build our businesses because we know how to do all the things. And, and people are just like, oh, so you must be like at the level that you were hoping to be at. And you're like, well, I mean, it just takes time. Marketing is, marketing is a long game and marketing myself is honestly harder than marketing loans and deposits from my previous job. And it just, it just takes time. And so I think that's like the takeaway that I try to, that I hope people get to just listening to us talk about like the marketing world in general is that like, there's no silver bullet. It takes time and it takes skills and strategies and you have to be paying attention to it. It doesn't just like materialize and become awesome. Um, sometimes it does. There are, there are moments. And I think that's what we would refer to as going viral. <laughs> and like, you, but you can't, like, you can't manifest that. There's like nothing you can do to just like pluck that unicorn success out of the basket. Otherwise we'd all be doing it. And like marketers would just be living on some fancy Island. Like I said, being awesome and just like rolling in the dough and living our best lives. But here we are grinding it out. Like every other normal, <laughs> every other normal person and every other normal business owner. Um, so, so I'm going to use that as our transition. It's, it is not easy to start a company, to build it. I think starting a brand is very intimidating. I like dabbled in it on the side with one of my best friends. What is like, as you've been building Aurora active, like how, how did you go about building that brand? I mean, you talked about your story and I think that from the outside looking in is probably like probably the answer to that question. Like you had this experience, you needed a way to like 
pull yourself out of that funk and like move forward and feel, um, kind of give yourself like some sense of closure, some way to just kind of like process it. But then what it was like, walk me through what it was like actually starting a brand because then there's all the other stuff. So outside of like the story, there's the outsourcing, there's the building, there's a whole process of like creating a physical product that I think uh, we tend to gloss over. Yes. Um, okay. So well, as a disclaimer, I don't, I honestly don't think I built like the brand. Yeah. It's still being built and I'm still at the very, very Super beginning. Interesting. <laughs> huh? Super interesting. I'd be fascinated to learn about that. So, well, I just, I, I honestly, like I, I, some days I feel like, oh, I've really done a good job of like getting it out there and like getting the story out there. And then other days, like I'll have someone like cold DM me about something and I'm like, okay, clearly in my page somewhere, like some of it's getting lost. And um, so for starters, I, I launched in mid-November. So it's only been a few months. Um, and I've only, I did one collection so far. So I have, my next drop is gonna be um, sometime in February. So waiting on production to let me know like when they're gonna be done and timelines, cause it just takes forever, yeah. especially with COVID. Um, so, and I'm, and I'm working on, uh, samples are coming in now so that I can have a really big summer collection. I've got some like exciting things. And I feel like summer is when I feel the most confident with this, with like the brand, because yeah. I've like had a couple cycles to like learn and I've like fixed a lot of things and like not anything that was like bad as far as quality, but just like learning so much about what women like and don't like yeah. and like how we're all insecure about the same weird stuff. Like I thought it was just me, but it turns out we're all insecure about the same weird stuff, no matter how beautiful you are. Like, you know, so, um, for me, it's really difficult to, okay. I miss having a job a lot of the time because it was so easy <laughs> to yeah. sit there in front of somebody and them tell me their life story and me say, this is exactly what you should do. I see your vision. This is what you should do. Go, go do that. Do. It's so easy. And like having a boss to answer for of like, oh, you want to do this? Okay. This is how we do it. Like myself, I feel like it's so hard to brand myself because I have to be like, all of the things. So I have to like come up with the idea and then I have to pitch it to myself. And then I have to be like, I like that. And then I have to like visualize it. And then I have to figure out how, what it looks like. And then I have to look at it with like, like critical eyes and be like, that looks good. Or that doesn't look good because you're always going to think that your own stuff looks really good. But when yeah. there's no one to like quality test it besides yourself, like as far as like graphics and social media, every like, idea is amazing. Like, you, yeah, you're like, this is great. And then the next day you wake up, you're like, this is really not good. Like, this is not look good. Um, so that has been really, really hard for me, especially as someone who loves to talk and like loves to talk through things, yeah. not having that, which is why Hey Mama in our group has been so good. Um, because it lets me like have a place where I can be like, this is what I'm thinking about. And like, you guys helped me break through because for me sharing my story, um, I love to talk about it because it, I was thinking about this the other day because I like shared really raw with somebody and I was like, Oh, that like, you know, kind of felt good. And it's like such a weird thing. Like it reminds me that it happened and then it's real. And then when people around me know that I happened and it's real, it makes me like, I don't have to hide and pretend that it didn't happen or that like yeah. I'm totally fine now. So I like sharing the story, but there's a point of like, I never want it to come off like this is a gimmick and I'm trying to get sales through yeah. tragedy. And yeah. that's what I struggle with as well. Like how much do I share the story? And like somewhere like on Instagram, it doesn't seem like it's wildly appropriate to always talk about this. Um, 
So I'm really looking forward to being able to do like actual like live events, like pop-up stores and like going to farmer's market where I can connect to people. When I can connect to people and really like share, I think that's when I do. So like people, a couple of people have like DM me and like wanted to know more. And when I like really deep dive and tell them like what the brand stands for, like why, like this or that, or like what I'm looking for, um, that I'm always able to really connect with them and they always make a purchase and they always like rave about it. And I think that it's like that personal connection, but how do you take that to like large scale and like, what do you run an ad and be like, I have a sad story, but it became happy. And I want to inspire you. Like, how do you like do inspirational right. marketing? <laughs> so right. it's been really, really difficult. Honestly, um, it is a very, very personal why it feels very, feels like I'm naked because the site, um, is me. <laughs> I was yeah. the model because we're in COVID and like I said, with no money. So, I mean, not no money, but like no marketing budget. Right. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to model all this. And then it's like, you know, I don't feel like I'm a model and my body doesn't feel like a model, yeah. but I got so many comments of like, Oh my God, I love that you are the one who's on the site. And I'm like, really? They're like, yeah, it's like, I can actually see what it looks like on a body. And I was like, okay. Like, and then as my friends started to buy and share it, people were like, Oh, I got to see it on someone who was like curvy or this or that. And I'm like, okay. I didn't know that's like what I thought. I thought that I was going to do poorly because I didn't have models and because it's not perfect. And I think that what people are really liking is that fact that it isn't perfect. And it's like, that's part of the brand. So then I had to like, we talked about this. We did a deep dive one time and we talked about like, Oh, what if you have fitness people? And it was like, well, fitness, it's not about fitness. It's activewear, but I never want it to be like someone who's like, take your shakes. <laughs> like it has to yeah. be like real women who actually wear it and like feel good wearing it. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's just going to take time <laughs> and yeah. figuring out that like, and also I do give back and I already have given back, but like, I feel tacky if I'm like, I just wrote a check for $50 or we donated a hundred dollars to this. Like that to me does not come naturally to share. Like I like to share like the organizations I'm working with and like who I'm going to make donations to, but on the end to be like, I donated here and we donated here. And like, like on giving Tuesday, it was like my favorite day ever because I was able to, and it wasn't a big budget, but I took a couple hundred dollars and I was able to just go down my feed. And like, as people had fundraisers, I was like donating here, donating here, donating here, donating yeah. here. And like specifically look for ones that de dealt with children and it felt so good, but I'm not going to like make a post and be like, I donated this much, blah, blah. But then it's like, how do you, how do you have a brand that is specifically says I give back to charity without posting what you did to give it so like you know right. to make sure that people know it's like legitimate right right so that's uh, yeah. hard and that's it is it is really hard and I think um like cause marketing is so hot right now um and we talked about this at my when I worked at my financial institution we had created a whole um strategy just around teaching various pockets of, uh, we started with pockets of people because that's what our budget could afford us. And I say that like, I mean, the budget that I worked with there is like ridiculous compared to what I have as myself, which is like maybe a few hundred dollars. Um, but we had the same conversation, which is like, how do you like promote this without like coming off? Because that's like the fine line that you can like suddenly find yourself on the other side of is 
people viewing you like, oh, this kind of like slimy, salesy, sleazy marketer. And like, it is a very, it is very hard right now. And I feel like, um, I don't know if I have a good answer, but I think that like being able to, like, if you shared your story, um, you know, like in a video. And if you had been like, this is a big deal. I was able to take like $200 and I was able to just like, look for people that I, you know, that were having fundraisers. And I've never, I've never been able to do that. Like that's a, you know, I, when you can say it and people can hear like the emotion and like, you know, the genuineness of it, I think it makes it, it really successful. I think it's harder when you're like putting it in a post because then like it does, it does people look at it and they go, okay, so a lot of people, it goes back to that cookie cutter thing. Right. And so it's just, it's such like a fine line. I don't even know if I have like a good, a good answer. And maybe it's like, user generated content. Like maybe, maybe it takes other people talking about seeing you do it before, like you feel comfortable stepping into that space. I don't know. I don't have a good no, that was actually like a really, really good idea of like doing a video because when I'm excited about something, like I talk fast and like, I'm very, like people can't see me right now with like all my like extra hands, but like <laughs> that's one thing is like, I've always done really good with like networking and like events is because I can get people excited and like share my energy. And I think that's one thing that I would like to do is like once right before I launched the second collection is like take a recap of all the things I was able to do because of the first collection, which like, you know, all of this was part of like what I'm going to do. So like, I have not broken even of like what it costs to actually start everything, but I, but I started giving back right away. I, I did my very first donation before I like, while still in production, because like the, one of the organizations, Harbor Hope that I was working with was having a fundraiser. And I was like, I can't give you guys any money because I haven't made any money, but I'm going to donate a hundred dollars because I like, just, I want to be involved and help. And this seems like very, what my brand would do is like, before we've even made money, I'm going to spend a little (laughs) bit of money, you know, just because it, it like that kind of stuff is important. But I always like feel bad because I'm like, you know, you see all these giant checks with like so much money, like 10,000. I'm like, man, I'm giving like $10, $15 here, $20 there. And my husband keeps reminding me like, you're not this like giant, like you're not Lululemon. So like for you on like your little like bootstrapped budget to like still be doing that, it's like enough for people. People aren't going to like turned off that you gave not enough. Like, you know, (laughs) it's just like, it is what it is. Like one day I would love to be able to give thousands and thousands of dollars, but I have to be able to have enough inventory to even make thousands and thousands of dollars. Right. Totally. It's hard though. Cause it is such like a, it's, it, it's become even more as I've done it. And I've started working with these nonprofits and found like little areas in Orlando that like need help and things that need awareness. Um, it's become an even bigger passion. And I really didn't realize that like giving your time is so valuable too. Like yeah. you don't sit there and like sit on these boards or like sit there and help people really like brainstorm how to get more exposure. Like that helps them as well. And yeah. that's yeah. valuable I- too. That's, I think that's one of the like big takeaways. If somebody is thinking about like wanting to have like this charitable or like this giving back, it's, it's one thing to like write a check, um, even giving product, like that's still a cost to you, but something that my, you know, cause one of my goals 
is to like find an organization that makes sense that kind of aligns with like my my passion for sharing marketing with like women entrepreneurs and when I was building my business like I brought this up to my business coach and I was like I want to be able to do this I was like, like, so do I just like donate 10% of, of every sale? And he was like, whoa, <laughs> he was like, before you like, he was like, before you go giving your money away, he was like, give your time. He was like, your time still costs you money. He was like, but it's not like physical dollars leaving your bank account quite yet. He was like, go to the organizations that you want to support and like offer to give them like five free hours of like whatever marketing help they need or offer to like sit on a board or be an advisor in some way. He was like, or just like answer questions for him. He was like, giving back doesn't have to just be like monetary. It can also be like your time and your talent. And so I think that's like an important thing too to remember is that like you can, you can give back in multiple ways. It doesn't always look like a big fat paycheck. So and I think that it's okay to admit that giving back feels really good. <laughs> like, yeah, it makes me feel like a good person. It makes me feel like I'm doing something larger than myself. And I think that's one thing that people get gun shy about as well. It's like, they don't want to admit like, or, or the thing that people like see negatively when you do talk about what you're doing to give back, because it gives you that feeling that people are like, oh, well, you're just actually being selfish. Like you gave to that person. So people would know that you did it. So you feel like, you know, it's just like, it's yeah. okay to just admit that like, it feels really good to be involved in some of these things. And like, feel like you're making a difference in your community. It's okay to feel good about that. You know, you maybe, to... maybe that's the answer to this question because anybody who like looks at it pessimistically and is like, oh, you're just doing that for like the promo, you know, maybe if you did it like ev randomly, but if it's like consistent and it's something you consistently talk about and you're consistently doing, I think anybody who looks at it and goes, oh, you're just doing that for the promotion aspect of it. Like, okay, well, that's very cynical. <laughs> and like, you know, I don't think like, uh, there's gotta be more people who are like, who know, well, then clearly you, Mr. or Mrs. Pessimist, like don't give back because I think anybody who like does donate in some way, or whether it's your time, talent, or your treasure, like, you know how good it feels and like why, you know, and, and I think we all know that like, you only generally give to causes that you're very passionate about. Like my husband and I donate our time and our money to our children's hospital because our, our daughter, our middle daughter, when she was four weeks old was hospitalized there in the infectious disease unit. And like, so we have a very like personal connection to that. Like if somebody came to me and was like, Hey, I want you to donate to, um, I, I don't know. Heart disease. Parkinson's. Yeah. yeah. Like totally worthy cause something, you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm not compelled to do it because like, I don't have that personal, I don't have that personal connection or like if somebody came to me and they're like breast cancer or Alzheimer's because I've had family members affected by those things. Like you, you donate and you support the things that like you really are passionate about. So I think if anybody is looking at it going like, oh, it's a gimmick. I mean, certainly there probably are people out there who say it, but I think like the proof is in like the performance, so to speak, you know, you, yeah. if you're consistently doing it and you're consistently talking about it, I mean, that's not, that's not a gimmick. <laughs>
I think that there's a huge difference too in like actually like being about it, like walking, like talking the talk, but also walking the walk and like actively giving back than like the people who like give their half of their leftovers to like a homeless person and then take a selfie with them and then post that on their feed and are like, look what I did today. And you're like, just keep that one to yourself. Like don't like dehumanize people of like, mm-hmm. you know, force you my, you know, like, I don't know. There's just a difference in like the approach as well and like where it really does come from. And I think that it's very like, if it was like a gimmick you would give up at some point but like when you keep doing it you're like yeah it's because you care and when people when you can actually talk to people and tell them like why i think like i don't know i guess i i think the biggest issue i have with my building my brand is getting out of my own way because i get insecure and yeah. i'm like oh people will think this or people will think this or my picture isn't good enough or they're gonna think my like i'm too like chubby or whatever whatever it is you know like you just you get in your own way and that's in when you work for a boss like they shield all that so they're like just get this out and you're in charge of it but when it's you you're like have to get over your own self like um, like you know you have to just be like get it out and do it and like for me starting to run ads was like the biggest deal because I was so petrified to like press yes and like send something out that like had my image on it and so actually I took it out and the first one I did was friends photo <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like let's just like let's just get it done with and like learning like I had to like go back and take some classes because it's been a long time since I've actually had to like be the one pushing out ads or anything yeah so like another thing with building the brand that has been not a struggle but like it's been interesting is like sitting there and being like this is what I'm actually good at and this is what I don't like to do and then this is what gives me anxiety to do and um these are like this blind spots that I have where I need to get better and like just going and doing like the the education and like finding people that can help and like taking little classes um I love taking classes but if you take if you do too much it's also just the opposite because if you're just learning you never apply anything then like you're just doing yourself a disservice and you're wasting time so no, like totally. mind, between like doing learning too much and then another thing like you said with like mark people think oh you're a marketer like you you're gonna just grow so fast because you know all the things I think it's harder as a marketer to run your own business because you know all the things you need to be doing but if you don't do them you just sit there with like marketing guilt like, <laughs> yeah. I should have done that but I didn't do it or like, like, the holidays. <laughs> like I took a little break or like I didn't have time to do that today or I need to do an email um so like all those like it's just it's almost like you know too much email reminded me that I it's been like weeks since I've sent out an email because like I just I've gotten busy and I forget and then I start overthinking it. No, totally. I think it is very, is very hard to build your brand. It's very hard to like turn that skill set in on yourself. And one of the things that like I've started doing is kind of reminding myself, like playing to my strengths. So like I have thought about like, what are the things that I really love doing that come very naturally, come very easily and are a good way for me to like market my business. And I've like leaned into those and I have just sort of given myself permission to like not do the other things. And, um, that has been very, very helpful for me. So totally. Oh, I wanted to, I thought of this the other day and I just wanted to get your opinion. Um, so like, you know how they always said like old school, like it takes seven touches to make a sale. 
I honestly now would be, like beg to differ. I think that it takes more like 20, like you will <laughs> see so much advertising and now it's like not enough to just send an email and like just run an ad. And like, you have to also have this and like, there's so many different like arms that we have to do. And that was like one thing that I think people get wrong too, especially like if you're oh, don't have full control and it's not actually like your business, if it's more of like MLM, like you have to be in front of people's faces so many ways. And if you only have two platforms and two ways of doing that, which is like a feed or a DM, like you're never going to get that sale because you're not hitting all of the, like we consume so much content every single day yep. and yep. like just even break through that. It's just, it's, it's hard. It is. It's funny that you say that because I, I use that statistic in an episode last week and I, I would totally agree. So one thing to, to just kind of wrap up, cause otherwise I feel like we'll be We'll be here all day, folks. Forever. <laughs> Forever. This will be the episode that never ends. Um, not in a bad way. Um, because I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. But if someone is listening and wants to do what you've done, they've got a product, um, especially if it's in like the activewear or like the clothing arena. So what What's the one piece of advice? Where were they, where should they start? What would you tell them? Uh, well, okay. So they already have the product like ready to go and they are looking to launch the business or are we well, let's say they have that? an idea. Okay. <laughs> they have an idea. <laughs> that is much harder. Um, I don't, you've got to just research and figure out how to get your idea to fruition. Like you just have to do the research and figure out like there's so many different avenues. Like there's so many different ways, even just an act aware that you can make go from tech pack to um, sample to supply to manufacturing. It's like, that would be a whole, like the supply chain alone could be a whole hour talk, but um, really truly you just have to start. Like you just have to be like, this is what I'm doing. And then you figure out as you go, like I, did not know anything going into it, like at all. Like I've never thought about starting an activewear line. I didn't know anything about production. I didn't know what I was looking for when it came to fabrics. I, I didn't know any of it at all. And like, I didn't even know like the language. So then like, as my friends, like I had pre-orders and I let a couple of people pre-order so that they could see it first and I could get some content and some real reviews before I launched. And like the things that they like, I went around and dropped off their orders to them and like, Oh, it's so buttery. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I guess this is buttery. Like just like the weird like, language. Like, <laughs> I guess that's every, a thing. like that's good. you know, like I had to like research and like stalk all these other companies of like, well, how do you describe what this is? I'm like, Oh, this is breathable mesh. Like, you know, like I just like figuring out like the marketing space of like how to market your product. So I would say, figure out what you're trying to do research how it happens. Like just, just research it. You'll find, you'll find so many answers and then do a deep dive, like go on clubhouse and like search for like whatever industry you're trying to break into. Listen, to, sit into some rooms and listen to the big people talk, go on Instagram and like find like three people kind of do something similar to what you're doing that are in your realm and like, look at what, how they talk about it. And like, absolutely. I would never, ever, ever tell you don't take what they're doing and do the same thing. Um, yeah. that's not what I'm saying, but like, Familiar side, familiarize yourself with the industry, like figure out like what are the buzzwords and what do people like, what does the consumer look for when they're looking at this product and like, what do you need to say as far as language? And then like, what does the normal like content look like? Um, and never ever copy off of what someone else is doing, never take their ideas, never take their language, but you can use it as a really great learning tool, which is what I had to do because I sampled out a bunch, I bought a bunch of activewear from other companies and like, just so I could try it on and be like, 
am I impressed or not impressed? Like, did this get me excited? Did the package make me happy? Was yeah. I excited to like try it on? When I tried it on, was it like, eh, or not? And like, um, another thing is like, once you do launch, never stop getting better. So like ask for real honest feedback. Like there's one bra that I have that like is crop and it comes down like this. And if you, if you're toned and like, if you're not it really comes down to insecurity, if you're not insecure about this, this little like pocket that we all have right here, which you can't, I don't know why I'm saying this. I forget. <laughs> it's, that this is like, like uh, the armpit like area. Armpit. <laughs> So if your armpit area, you know how like we're women, whenever you have like a tank top on, you either are insecure about that armpit area or you're not. So if you are not insecure about that area, you love this bra and I've got some really good feedback, but if you are insecure about the area, you hate this bra. And it's so, like so funny to see. Cause I'm like, so many people are like just random comments that people are like, Oh, I love that. Like your bigger sizes aren't like giant in the calf. I'm like, why would it be giant in the calf? Like, cause people think your legs go like straight all the way down. It doesn't like, you have to just like, just things that like what people pick up on and what they like about your product, let people tell you what they like about it. And then also let them tell you what they don't like. So like in summer, I have three different crop bras launching because I know that some people love that one that I have the cut. Some people want it two inches higher. Some people want it one inch higher. So I kind of try to play around and figure out that cut because these sizes like that one, the other sizes like this, if you're insecure about your armpit, you like this style bra, <laughs> so like that stuff that I've learned like through the process. And just like, the other thing is like customer service. And it seems silly because like, I'm so small. So it's just me. Like I don't have customer service, but like figuring out how to like when someone messages me and then I'm like, Hey, do you like it? They're like, Oh, actually it's kind of, I love it, but it's a little bit big. Okay. Do you want to exchange? Oh, I can exchange yeah, we're a full business. Why would you not be able to exchange your size? And like things like that, like people, like, I guess they're so used to Instagram being like, if you buy from like a small place, you can't exchange yeah. return or like too afraid to tell you. So I try to make sure that I follow up, not aggressively, but like with people, I feel comfortable to follow up to be like, make sure they actually love every single part. And if they don't love something about it, fix it right away. So that like, they are like, oh my God, that's amazing. Thank you so much. Like, right, you know, right. just you make sure that like what you love about your favorite brand, make sure that you give the same, like, you know, if you really love a company, they're good customer service, then make sure that you focus on your customer service. Even when it's just you, even if you have to pretend that you're an employee on Instagram, just to make it seem like not, you know, like it's just one person, <laughs> you know, like, thanks from Karen. Like, you know, <laughs> but just like, also Erica. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, thank you. So if, thank you for your time today. Um, I genuinely appreciate it. It's been a ton of fun. If listeners want to connect with you, follow you, where do they find you? Plug away. So follow me on Instagram, um, at Erica on brand, E-R-I-C-A on brand, and then at Aurora active, um, Aurora active is one word with one A in the middle. So it's Aurora active with only one A and then there's an underscore there. I always forget about the underscore, <laughs> but you'll find, if you just find Aircon brand, it's right there in my bio. I'll link in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. That's how you connect with me. I prefer Instagram over Facebook. Um, I, like I said, I moved from Michigan. So all my family's on Facebook. So I try to keep that with the baby, like a little bit more locked up and private just so that I can be like just our friends and family. So yeah. follow me on Instagram and connect with me. And I would love to talk to anybody who wants to talk. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. I hope you had as much fun listening to this episode as Erica and I did recording it. It was truly such a great time. 
so nice to connect with another mom who's in the same season of life that I am in. And I genuinely just really enjoyed having her on. We covered a lot of ground today. So I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you had fun. And as always, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, and subscribe to Startup Marketing to help other women like you find this podcast. Until next time.